Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You have reached Denver 911 Communications. Do not hang up. All call takers are currently busy. Please stay on the line for the next call taker. That would be a little maddening. And that's exactly, well, the caller described it as terrifying, not maddening. She called 911 and was put on hold. She thought it was a mistake. So she hung up and called back again. And she got, you have reached Denver 911 Communications. Do not hang up. All call takers are currently busy. Please stay on the line for the next call taker. So she claims she was on hold, this lady uh, in Denver, Karen Schuster. She said she was on hold for two to three minutes. Huh. Uh, the nationwide standards for 911 call takers calls being answered, 90% of the calls are to be answered within 10 seconds, and 95% are to be answered within 20 seconds. Now, those are industry standards. I don't know that the 911 police come busting into the 911 offices and arrest you if you don't but uh you know you expect to call 911 and get someone to answer you do expect that that's a that's a basic service that we anticipate happening i've talked about uh calling 911 here in dfw before and at the one house we lived in uh when we called 911 it reroutes you so it answers and then it says uh, it puts you, puts you on hold and reroutes you to another city's 911 so that's even frustrating and that took like i don't know 15 to 20 seconds something like that maybe it was 30 seconds i mean it seems at the time when it's an emergency it seems like it's forever and so which is why the standards are you know 10 seconds and 20 seconds because in an emergency every second counts doesn't it now apparently there's an issue with uh first responders and 911 call takers because of the covid emergency uh, i call it a covid emergency because it's actually a vaccine mandate emergency uh people are retiring people are not getting the vaccine so they are either going to be fired or at least can't work because they're not allowing you to come into the building unless you're vaccinated. According to this, Denver's mandate for employees to be fully vaccinated went into effect, impacting city and county workers, okay, including, you know, healthcare and education employees, and the number of employee vaccine mandates, I guess, here for the 911 uh, department totals 27. And 34 employees face possible discipline for not complying with the mandate. That doesn't seem like that many for a city the size of Denver. But I guess that's quite a lot for, you know, the 911 services. I mean, it must be quite a lot if you're calling up and getting the, you have reached Denver 911 communications. Do not hang up. All call takers are currently busy. Please stay on the line for the next call taker. I don't know if there was any music playing or if they, you know, come back, if that just repeats, uh, there's no mention of that. I mean, we've all, you know, I, I, we've all waited on hold for whatever services for a number of minutes, if not longer, depending on the agency that you're waiting to talk to. So it's very frustrating. And if that's going to be happening at 911, I'm hoping that maybe we, you know, find a way to transfer 
Maybe if you don't have enough and the lines are busy here, they get kicked over to another 911 department. And then they can kind of help you. Uh, just a thought. Uh, maybe we do that. But, you know, it, otherwise we just shut it down. We just shut it down and there is no more 911. Ooh, that's a scary thought. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. <laughs> So I don't know if uh, 911 was called. I do know the police department uh, was called, the Spokane Police Department, because uh, well, their news station in Spokane Sunday night, during their weather report, aired like 13 seconds of a porn video behind the weather report. So when you see the, the, well, the weather being reported by this lady, she's got the big screen and the temperature map behind her to her left stage right and then behind that behind her off to the side is another screen and that's the screen that aired like 10 or 13 seconds of some what appeared to be a pornographic video and so now the police were called they were respond they were responding so they re- received calls regarding what was described as a pornographic or explicit image appearing during a television weather forecast i got news for you uh i would not call the police if I was watching a newscast and porn came up in behind one of the reporters, <laughs> am I calling the police department? Come on now, stop it. And so now they, uh, according to this, uh, around 6 30 PM on Sunday, SPD Spokane police department began to receive calls regarding what was described as a pornographic or explicit image appearing during a television weather forecast. It was a short video segment, generally described as a small portion of the screen, showing a separate image from the newscast of what appeared to be a possibly pornographic or explicit image. Estimates were the image video lasted about 10 seconds. So now everybody is involved. I don't know why the police are involved, but they are. Um... the Special Victims Unit and Technical Assistance Response Unit confirmed they're working in conjunction with KREM, the television station, to investigate the root cause of the issue and how the explicit material managed to surface onto the screen. Um, how about, hey, police, it's none of your business, by the way. Don't you have better things to do? Um, the FCC will probably end up giving them a fine anyway because you know, I guess you, know, you really shouldn't be posting explicit sexual clips during your newscast. It's happened before. Uh, the one time it happened, um, I don't know, seven or eight years ago, I remember the fine came through for hundreds of thousands of dollars. And uh, now, and Twitter has been fined, uh, you know, and I know that they had a big lawsuit to remove child pornography from the site i mean really there's a lot of porn on twitter uh i it's pretty amazing actually the amount of pornography that's on twitter but you gotta find it and you gotta search for it i know i I get it it's you know it shouldn't be there but I, i just i don't understand the thought process of the police being involved for a 10 seconds of what appeared to be you know a porn video playing in behind the weather reporter it was a mistake um you know 
I, sorry. Um, they apologized for it. The They came back on, I believe, and said uh, the graphic clip appeared to display a woman's backside. And nobody realized it while I was on the air. They apologized for the misstep later in the evening at the next newscast. It said it... Um, an inappropriate video aired in the first part of the show. We are diligently working to make sure something like this doesn't happen again. Okay. All right. Thank you. We appreciate it. But calling the police? Stop. Items believed to belong to Brian Landry were found at the Hatchie Creek Environmental Park. For the first time, items of Brian Landry have been found since the search for Brian has been going on because he is a uh, person of interest in Gabby Petito's death. The Sarasota County Medical Examiner also confirmed to that uh, they were called to the park following the discovery of human remains and other items, including a backpack and a notebook. And they were all, they believe that it's him, but nobody says. And it was a partial, it was underwater. It was a partial body. Uh, you know, could it be him? Probably, but we don't know for sure yet. As of this recording, it has not been uh, confirmed that it was him. Uh, now, does that mean that he, he was guilty of killing Gabby? Uh, many will say yes. Uh, many, you know, if I'm his attorney, I say no, that doesn't mean that he killed Gabby. That means that A, maybe the same person who killed Gabby killed him. Uh, maybe he didn't kill her, but he was so distraught and worried about people, everybody thinking that he did kill her, that he ended up taking his own life. I mean, who knows? This is such a, such a strange case, but, uh, if it is him, I know that many people who believe that he is the murderer of Gabby Petito will be happy and it will be, you know, justice for Gabby, but we'll see. We'll see what uh, comes out of the, uh, Myakahatchee say that correctly the uh, Myakahatchee Creek Environmental Park according to the FBI uh, it could take several more days to process that scene so we'll see I know that uh, they said uh, they the area found uh, items that were previously underwater so so searching for Brian Landry is still ongoing, but I'm sure the world now believes that they have found Mr. Landry. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh, my. That still sounds good, but not as refreshing as the black can. Mm. Still good, though. All right. You see where uh, Donald Trump is going to launch his new social media platform, Truth Social. (laughs) He said the platform would stand up to the tyranny of big tech accusing them of silencing opposing voices in the U.S. Uh, Well, that's kind of true, for sure. Hopefully, Truth Social will not say no to certain people and just want to bring on more voices, the better. Uh, That's, you know, the motto of chewing the fat. 
by the way. But uh, apparently, you're going to. Uh, it's not. You're not going to post a tweet or a post. You're going to. Uh, the platform would uh, mean that you're going to uh, be called Truth. So your Truth Social is just going to be called Truth. So you're going to post truths to Truth Social. So we'll see if that works out for him. Uh, it's Donald Trump, so if he's going to be using it, uh, I'm sure there'll be a few million people uh, uh, posting truths on Truth Social. I saw where Netflix finally confirmed Ozark Season 4 release date in a new trailer. So, And it's the first part. So Season 4 for Ozark is going to be in two parts. Oh, okay. So brand new episodes are coming January 21st, 2022. All right. And it's going to be uh, seven episodes, two parts. You get seven episodes and then you got to wait till later in the year, hopefully, to get the last part of season four Ozark. So it's about time. Jason Bateman, get to it. <laughs> Make it happen. Let's go. I've been ready for it, man. The end of two. I mean, the end of three was awesome. And so uh, we've all been waiting for four. If you're an Ozark fan, absolutely. If you have not, you can obviously stream all the, all three seasons It's well worth it. It's a fun ride. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I do like how everybody's taking taking the Walking Dead style plan of it's the final season in 25 whole parts, 25 whole parts, but it's going to be a final season. So you get uh, two parts for Ozark. Obviously, Walking Dead is only three. <laughs> so when we came out with uh, Superman being uh, bi or his son being bi or gay or whatever it was. Um, we now, and I joked, I've actually, I titled the show that day when we talked about, uh, the new Superman's son being gay and bi, um, that, uh, you know, truth, justice and coming out. And so now we know that there's going to be a new actual new Superman motto. Uh, it always was say it with me, truth, justice, and the american way that's right you got it well it's no longer going to be the american way i hate the american way i can't take it so sick of hearing about it so now it's gonna be truth justice and a better tomorrow huh yeah forget about that american way we want truth justice and a better tomorrow well, one of the DC comic book artists uh, just quit because uh, I'm tired of them ruining these characters. <laughs> At least he's sticking up for it. At least he quit. I don't know that we, you know, I'm glad that uh, we've got the big story. I was just a, you know, controversial story, a Superman. But uh, at least he quit. At least he stood up for it. He's not saying bad things about it and staying there and working. He's actually saying, hey, I can't take it anymore. Well, with the changes to Superman, I'm going to quit. And that's it. 
Okay, really? Yeah, he made the uh, he made the statement on a, a YouTube show that he was on, and uh, what really pissed me off, he said, was saying truth, justice, and a better world. F that. It's truth, justice, and the American way. <laughs> well, he says truth, justice, and a better world, but this report says truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. So which is it my friends which is it and i know i know i know truth justice in the american way did not originate with the first superman comic books okay it came from a radio serial in the early 40s as a way to cheer on the american military efforts in world war ii okay and then it was revived uh in the adventures of superman the tv series that aired in the 50s okay so get by it and then by the 60s the motto shifted to truth justice and freedom on the kids cartoon series i don't remember that truth justice and freedom uh the new adventures of superman in the 60s but uh then of course we had the feature film with christopher reeve which revived the american way version yeah so i mean that's and that's what we talked about before too it's just the comic books they change this they want changes they want new stuff and that's what they continue to do and they've got one employee saying he's had enough and he's gonna quit but it's just a comic book series so you know superman the sun will be by for a couple of years and then he'll realize that a better tomorrow means the American way. And it'll change back up again. Maybe. Hey, don't forget to uh, follow me on social media. Uh, I'm not on truth social yet. Apparently, Trump's truth social is going to uh, have uh, an invited guest only launch next month with a nationwide rollout within the first three months of 2022 i have not been contacted to be a part of the uh the rollout of the you know invited guests on truth and that uh you know i you know a dear trump media and technology group tmtg uh you know i'm here i'm here at jeffy jfr on twitter facebook and instagram is jeff fisher radio i'm here for you if you can make me part of the rollout of truth social i'm happy i'm happy to give it a shot but we'll see if that actually happens also on uh, twitter and uh, my facebook and instagram pages i have uh in, during in the bios i talk about how i'm trying to raise money to help uh, modern day slavery uh yes and help you know anti-modern day slavery not i'm not for it uh, O-U-R, our rescue, uh, rescues these people. And it costs, they don't just rescue them and then drop them off in a, in a local town and say, good luck, God bless. No, they do the legal work and the medical and they travel to the home country and food, lodging, transportation, education. And they do that for a year to make sure that they can reacclimate into the world after they've been, you know, slaves. So, and that takes about $6,000 for one year. And so I'm trying to raise at least one year to save a human. Shave head, save a human. Hashtag shave head, save a human. Uh, and if you could donate to that, that would be great. The links 
to the uh, to the page are on my social media sites in the bio, and uh, I'd really appreciate it. It'd be great, and I'm going to shave my head on the 19th of November uh, live on Instagram and Facebook just for you, the donors. Yeah, nobody else could do it. If you haven't given money, I don't want you watching, okay? <laughs> and you can shave along. That's fine. You can shave on that day with me and post it. You can shave now and post your shaved head. With your donation under the hashtag ShaveHeadSaveHuman, I'm all for that, okay? Let's do that and take care of that. Thank you. So there's something you don't think about often is cars being found in lakes yes underwater so there's a story out of fort worth texas that uh, talks about a four day long expedition they want to pull 25 cars from fort worth lakes <laughs> uh who thought i mean fort worth lakes they got 25 cars in them wow so the other day they stopped after they had uh hauled five vehicles from the lake and three of which were stolen five cars were submerged in depths of uh depths of this lake uh just off of interstate 30 here in uh, fort worth they um the this group adventures with purpose and depths of history know how plentiful and how damaging vehicles can be in bodies of water adventures with purpose and depths of history okay uh i guess maybe that's two groups right adventures with purpose and depths of history (laughs) i was thinking it was one there for a second uh vehicles are really damaging in water uh imagine if you're a lake according to doug bishop who is part of one of the groups Basically, you have five bullets in you, and they're slowly infecting you. And we're going to remove those bullets, and maybe you'll be able, it'll be able to recover. Okay? Uh, yeah, okay. Cars leak oil and glue and antifreeze into the water, and that environmental damage is why we created Adventures with a Purpose, and we started diving for cars. Okay, good. Good for you. Great. Also, get this. Okay, Uh, this company have pulled out 150 cars in their time, and they've helped recover 17 human remains. Wow. Most of the submerged cars are connected to insurance fraud or were stolen and abandoned. Uh, Others have been connected to jaded lovers who steal the car. Occasionally, the vehicle is related to a missing person or another criminal case. Uh, but according to this man, Doug Bishop, who I'm not sure whether he's with Adventures with Purpose or Depths of History, uh, he n- says no car is in the water for a good reason. Right? <laughs> okay, then. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so then i see a story i mean it's just not that everything is going on in the water or underwater the human remains have been found in an suv 
in a river in Ohio after 20 years. Wow. So human remains uh, were found in this SUV, and they believe it is the missing mom and her two children uh, after 20 years. So sad. Uh, Authorities in Ohio have long suspected that this Stephanie Van Nijen had driven her car with herself and her two young children inside uh, into the Ohio River. And they believed that because that's what she said she was going to do. She left a note for her husband and her parents saying that her failed marriage had driven her to death. And she was going to kill herself and her children by driving into the Ohio River. <laughs> uh, that's what the note said. So they still had 20 years later, we finally find the car uh, in this, the Nissan Pathfinder in the Ohio River in the water by Aurora, Indiana. So they believe that uh, a bone recovered in the vehicle is a human bone. And it'll be sent to the lab and attempt to determine. I mean, 20 years in a river like that, um, you know, does, uh, you can quote me on this, does some damage to a body. I mean, the remains are gone, right? I mean, it's just ugly. The water takes care of us. We were talking about that with uh, uh, Brian Landry, right? Just horrible things happen to you in the water like that. And you're already, it's just another horrible case of mom and killing their children. What are you doing? It's just really sad, really sad. More on the water news, though. Police have seized over 11,000 pounds of cocaine. Uh, Right? Yeah, on a yacht in the Atlantic Ocean. 11,000 pounds of cocaine worth about what they claim $232 million on a yacht in the Atlantic Ocean making it one of the largest cocaine hauls in Europe and the largest cocaine haul in Portugal. Wow, the Portuguese Navy and Air Force, wait, the Portuguese Navy and Air Force units found the 79-foot yacht at sea before finding the 183 bales of cocaine on board. Police believe an international drug trafficking drug trafficking gang brought the cocaine into Europe. Uh, you think? No, I just think it was Joe next door bringing the the five tons of cocaine into europe on this yacht yeah it was just bill he just uh, you know he just bringing it in stop it of course it was some international that was that's the portuguese navy for you right there uh the international drug trafficking gang yeah no kidding So it doesn't say, it says the police arrested three men and then took them to Portugal. Authorities from Portugal, Spain, and the U.S. Drug Enforcement uh, Administration and the United Kingdom's National Crime Agency were all involved in the arrest. So I guess the yacht was just floating around with his three guys on it, not knowing where to go. It doesn't say, I'm interested to see who the yacht belonged to and where it was actually going were the three people on board did they know that it had only eleven thousand pounds of cocaine on it i mean when you look at it the bales are on the dock (laughs) kind of tough not to know that's on the boat 
that's not a boat jeff it's a yacht oh okay kind of tough not to know what's in there and then i see a kind of a funny story out of florida they find uh there's two million dollars worth of marijuana that was found in a storage facility and the sheriff's department uh, wrote a facebook post that they were looking for the rightful owner the brevard county sheriff's office in florida said they were looking to reunite two million dollars worth of marijuana with its rightful owner now it doesn't say in here uh how they found the drugs in the storage facility um it makes me wonder do they just were just searching storage facilities now i don't like that at all now was do they do we just have our drug smelling dogs sniffing around storage facilities now is that how and maybe that's how maybe that's how we got the boat uh in the atlantic the by the, uh, not working with the portuguese navy and air force maybe we have drug sniffing fish <laughs> no not just fish i'm sorry drug sniffing dolphins that uh you know are just swimming by yachts and boats now and if they sniff something out then we're able to you know pull them over and confiscate whatever we want don't put that past don't put that past our agencies out there don't do that all right as long as we're talking about drugs uh we've talked a couple of times on this show about the pablo escobar hippos the known as the cocaine hippos (laughs) you know remember the hippos that were brought in from pablo escobar the drug kingpin back in the 80s and you know for his private zoo and there are now 80 uh, hippos and of course they're concerned over the environmental impact and the threat to human safety so they published a study called the growing herd and now they are they need them to be culled so they were trying to catch them and some weren't caught and they didn't know what to do they were trying to neuter them and so they it became too dangerous and uh, to do it so now they have uh, only 11 hippos have been sterilized by neutering them that they could only catch 11 and make it happen so now they have announced efforts to control the hippo population with a new dart laden contraceptive called gunacon (laughs) that doesn't sound like a birth control drug but i guess it is so they've uh now treated 24 more hippos with gunacon and so compared to surgery gunacon is a much cheaper option but they still have to give the hippos three doses of gunacon so it doesn't say how long they have to go between shots it just talks about the drug having been tested on other wild animal populations wild horses in the u.s kangaroos in australia wild cattle in hong kong and now they're talking about having to track the efficacy of the drug by measuring the hormone levels in the heap in the hippo poop but 
Uh, man, that sounds like a fun job, too. Wandering around, looking for hippo poop. Man, what do you do for a living? Well, I checked the efficacy of a gunacon in uh, hippo poop. And I just want to make sure if they can still have babies or not. <laughs> uh, that sounds like fun. But it doesn't say it says they're saying that they have to get three shots. I don't know if they just shoot them three times and then you're done. So you mark that marks the hippo. Or if you have to do it in increments, so, you know, a month later, you got to go find them again. Weird. Really weird. They have a weird problem with these hippos. Um, You know, originally they were going to, they tried to catch them and they couldn't. So they just let them go. They, to all the other animals in the uh, Escobar Zoo, they took care of, but they couldn't catch the hippos. And that's right. And the one guy was like, ah, the one went away and we just let him go away. <laughs> oh, okay. No problem. Well, we figured out let the other one go too. So, all right, no problem. So that's the latest update on the cocaine hippos. So they're out and about trying to get them all, uh, full of gunacon so they cannot have babies anymore. And we'll finally get those damn hippos out of Columbia. We'll see if it works. Okay, a little uh, coronavirus update headline news so you know what's going on in the world of uh, COVID. Uh, the CDC has advised unvaccinated people, you dirty, nasty, filthy, unvaxxed people, to stay home over the holidays. Uh, unvaccinated people who must travel are advised to take extra precautions, including getting tested for COVID before and after travel, self-quarantining for at least a week after travel, self-monitoring for symptoms, and wearing a mask. So I would say that most people probably self-monitor for symptoms every day anyway. Uh, that's what you do in life is self-monitor and i would say that if your family uh and you've been with your family um you're still going to be with your family and not stay home uh, just incredible to me they also stay a new study says that uh you unvaxxed people should expect to catch covid every 16 months really really because I know a whole bunch of people that aren't vaccinated and they have not had COVID and they certainly <laughs> haven't had it twice. I mean, it's been, we're in, been into this pandemic now for over 18 months, which means that these people that I know that are unvaccinated should have had it at least twice under your thinking, right? So many of them haven't even had it once even if you say well they shouldn't have had it in the first in the first part of the pandemic okay because no one was vaccinated um you still kind of gotta go with they haven't had it once so really really strange and the cdc has con- said uh children need to continue to wear masks in school even if they're vaccinated and that's coming soon enough as it is to the fight for your children to be vaccinated with the with the COVID 
coronavirus vaccination that is coming very very soon we know that we have authorization for the booster shots and it's mix or match uh doesn't matter uh whether you were vaccinated with moderna pfizer or johnson and johnson you can get the booster shot with any of them it doesn't matter oh Really? Yeah, doesn't matter. Now, the advisory committee for the CDC uh, is set to discuss uh, the boosters this week, and we'll see what they recommend before they can be administered, um, you know, due to federal supply agreements or whatever. So they're saying another dose of Pfizer vaccine was previously approved. Yeah, we knew that. And uh, more than 9 million people in the United States have already received the booster. So they're talking about if you're eligible for a Moderna booster, you have to be an adult over 64 or ages 18 to 64 with high risk of severe COVID-19 or 18 to 64 and working in a place that exposes them to the virus. So just about everybody. The J&J booster, Johnson & Johnson, is available after two months for those 18 and older who received the one jab initial just, my gosh. And Pfizer vaccines were the two shots. Yeah. So it just doesn't matter. The mix and match booster is going to be allowed. Great. No problem. As long as you meet the certain criteria, which everyone does. So uh, whatever you got, it's going to be time for that booster shot very, very soon. So get that to look forward to. We also uh, know now that uh, there's a new variant that we're looking at. Yay! Yay! It's the COVID-19 mutation of the Delta variant, and it's under close watch in the UK. Yay! So Delta is the UK's dominant variant, but uh, the latest official data suggests 6% of the COVID cases that have been uh, genetically sequenced are a new type, the AY.4.2, which some are calling Delta Plus, contains mutations that might give the virus survival advantages. Tests are underway to understand how much of a threat it may pose. Experts say it's unlikely to take off in a big way or escape current vaccines and it's not yet considered a variant of concern or a variant under investigation well then what is ay.4.2 wow there's thousands of different types of variants of covid around the world viruses mutate all the time so it's not surprising to see new versions emerge (laughs) wow what are you even asking the question for okay i mean original delta was classified as a variant of concern back in may after it you know overtook the alpha variant to become the dominant type of COVID in circulation. So this one we found out about in July, 
So we have nothing to worry about yet. So far, there's no indication that it's considerably more transmissible as a result of these changes. The mutations uh, Y145H and A222V have been found in various other coronavirus lineages since the beginning of the pandemic. So we're just checking on it. We just want people to be aware, okay? It certainly isn't a variant of concern or a variant under investigation yet and it's also being reported that uh, the national institute of health has now corrected false statements by directors collins and fauci huh what false statements could they have made well um remember uh fauci and collins said that the nih did not fund gain of function research in wuhan well and they said it under oath too <laughs> speaking to the the senate <laughs> uh, that's it though but today the national institute of health and that was yesterday actually provided a document to the house of representatives the united states house of representatives that claims that the national institute of health did fund gain of function research in wuhan oh really isn't that interesting isn't that interesting so will anything come of these people lying to a senate committee uh lying to the american people saying they did not fund what they did fund and this gain-of-function research should not have been going on? I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it. And I'm going to leave you with a helpful tip. I had this sent to me yesterday, uh, giving me this tip, and I wanted to share it with you, okay? Um, Jeff, you know how you throw a ball into the crowd after you win a game? That's not allowed in bowling. I know that now. And now so do you. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.